I'm one of your hosts today, Hisu. I'm Sophie. We're really glad you could join us today to talk about Katherine Johnson. I'm Annie. And I'm Sylvia. So, was it just me, or did anyone else dream of being an astronaut as a child? Yeah! yeah. So, I definitely was inspired to want to be an astronaut, I guess, by Toy Story. Probably my favorite movie, I don't know. But Buzz Lightyear, he came from space. That was just so cool. Fascinating. I didn't care how it worked, didn't know how it worked, but that's just how it was. I loved the idea of space, thanks to Buzz Lightyear and Toy Story. So, that's where I got my inspiration from. Well, I've just always loved space. We went to this museum one time where you they had this moon rock, this rock that had been picked up on one of the Apollo missions. We stood in this line to go see the moon rock, and when we got to the front of the line, you, you were allowed to touch it, and it was just so cool because it was this literal rock they pulled off of the moon, and yet here it was, just and you could experience it. That reminds me of when I was in second grade, my teacher's name was Miss Andrews, and we were Miss Andrews astronauts. And so that definitely inspired me to go and learn more about space. And I remember for one of our projects during the year, we each had to create a poem about space. And my poem went like this. Space shuttles flying out in the dark sky. Astronauts fixing satellites. Going to different planets to discover new things, then coming back down on the big ground. That's so great. That's adorable. I like that poem. It was really cheesy. It's just a wonderful experience. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of good people involved with space, and there's so many influential figures that have been in our history. I agree with you. Like, I've always admired people like Katherine Johnson, who worked for the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, also known as NASA. She had a major role in calculating the flights for the Apollo mission. Wow, she is too cool. Today, we'll be taking a look at the life of Katherine Johnson. So, on August 26, 1918, Katherine Johnson was born in the small town of... Wait, wait a second. Isn't August 26th Women's Equality Day? Whoa! Actually, yeah, it is. What a coincidence. Hmm, I wonder if Women's Equality Day was made after her. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it were. Anyways... She was born in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, to Joshua and Jolette Coleman. Her father worked as a lumberjack farmer handyman and at the Greenbrier Hotel. Her mother was a teacher. Katherine Johnson was one of four children. To be honest, my one sibling is sometimes more than I can handle. I cannot even imagine having three. <laughs> yeah, I have a younger sister and she is beyond annoying. From a very early age, Katherine was very interested in math and showed a talent for it. She said, I counted everything. I counted the steps to the road, the steps up to church, the number of dishes and silverware I washed, anything that could be counted, I did. Her parents emphasized education, but their county did not have schooling for African-American students after middle school. Are you serious? Hmm. So did Catherine actually end up getting a high school education? Yes, actually she did. Catherine and her family ended up moving to Institute West Virginia where education was available and returned to White Sulphur Spring during the summer. So it's a really good thing that her parents made that huge sacrifice just for her education, right? Yeah, it is. And believe it or not, Catherine Johnson graduated from West Virginia State High School early at the age of 14. Whoa. Okay, I was just starting high school when I was 14, so... Yeah, it's crazy. So that means that when Katherine Johnson was 15 years old, she attended college. 
Now, I don't know about you, but I find that amazing. That is amazing. I can't imagine going to college at 15 years old. She's so brave to do that. I totally agree with you. She even knew what she had wanted to do before college as well. Mm -hmm. I think I speak for all of us when I say I have no idea what I want to do yet, so that's really impressive. Yeah. That's true. My parents are always like, do you want to go to medical school, law school? I don't know. Anyways, continuing. Catherine had actually decided she was going to be a teacher like her mother because, as she stated, a woman could only be a nurse or a teacher. Before Catherine went to college, she wasn't sure whether or not she would study math or French while attending college. Did she really like French that much? I thought she loved math a lot more. Apparently, she liked French more. Catherine also said in an interview, Our teachers made such a difference. All my teachers and professors were very supportive and nurturing. James Carmichael Evans was one of my math teachers in college. His wife had taught me math in the eighth grade. And because they didn't have children at the time, I became a kind of child to them. To please him, I always had to do my very, very best. At that time, I was very interested in French and English studies. But Professor Evans said, I know how good you are in French, but you will also major in mathematics. That's great that our teachers were always encouraging her. One of them told her, if you are not signed up in, in my math class on Monday morning, I'm going to come and find you. So Catherine had no choice but to double major in French and math. Good thing she majored in math because look what she's done. I know, right? To help her advance in math, one of Catherine's professors at West Virginia State College, Dr. W.W. Shiflin Clater, the third African-American to earn a PhD degree in mathematics, encouraged Catherine to take more math classes. She took all the classes in the catalog, and Dr. Clater even had to create a special course in analytical geometry specifically for her so she could take more advanced math courses. Hmm. That's funny that he created a course just for her. As Catherine stated, she was encouraged by Dr. Clater to become a research mathematician, even though she had no idea what a research mathematician did. I don't even know what a research mathematician does either. Does anyone know? No. no. <laughs> I know. A research mathematician is someone who usually works for a government agency or a large corporation, and they analyze data to make equations that explain the data. And the equations can be used to predict or identify real-life situations. Cool. That's really interesting. In 1937, Katherine Johnson graduated from West Virginia State College, now known as West Virginia State University, summa cum laude, with a Bachelor of Science degree in French and in mathematics. Over the next three years, she did graduate work in mathematics and physics at West Virginia State College. That's super impressive. So what did she do after college? She taught math and occasionally French at various high schools in Marion and Morgantown, West Virginia. After moving to Newport News, Virginia, she worked as a substitute teacher and as a program director for the local United Service Organizations, or the USO. Oh, I see. But did she have, like, a life outside of math? Of course she did. In 1939, she married James Francis Gobble and started a family. The Gobbles had three daughters, Catherine, Constance, and Joylette. But in 1956... James Gobble died of an inoperable brain tumor. Oh, that's horrible. It is. But in 1959, she married Lieutenant Colonel James A. Johnson and continued her career at NASA. 
It's pretty great how Catherine was still able to continue her work. She worked at NASA for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Yes, she did. 1935 was when it all started. During this year, women were not usually hired to take on jobs. However, the NACA, or the predecessor to NASA at this time, decided to hire women for the meticulous work of measuring and calculating the results of wind tunnel tests. I heard something about that. Weren't they called computers? Yep. These women had the job title of computers. They did all of the nitpicky stuff. Our modern computers are electronic versions of these women. Okay, now that's harsh. All these women had to do the calculations and dirty work for the men, but they never got credit for it? Yeah, it's pretty horrible. There was so much inequality back then. During World War II, African-American women were included to become computers, so Katherine Johnson was hired to work at the Langley Research Center's Guidance and Navigation Department after she worked as a teacher for seven years. She'd only been working there a few weeks when she and another woman were pulled from the computer pool to work as an aerospace technologist. She began to work in the department that later started the space program. Thank God she was pulled out of the computer pool. Just imagine if Catherine hadn't been allowed to work in the space program, she wouldn't have made all these contributions to science. This is this amazing quote from her about the space program, and I really like it. She says, we were pioneers of the space era. We worked in secret for about three years, often without knowing exactly what the total thrust of our work was. You had to read Aviation Week to find out what you'd done. Everything was so new, the whole idea of going into space was new and daring. We created the equations needed to track a vehicle in space. Wow, that's so interesting that they actually made the equations. In math class these days, I just get equations from my teacher. I don't even think about making them. That really shows that she was so curious and she was constantly asking questions and fixing problems. That's probably why her bosses were so impressed with her that they never returned her to the computer pool. Mm -hmm. So they actually moved her to the spacecraft controls branch and she did a lot of her most important and significant work there. For example, when the space race was going on and that was basically when a bunch of countries, they were racing to be the first people to get into space. The Russians had just launched Sputnik, which is a spy satellite, and all of America was freaking out. They wanted to be first. They couldn't let the Russians win. So they were trying to get ahead by sending a person into space, and Katherine Johnson was the one who made that possible. In 1959, she was the one who calculated the trajectory for the space flight of the first American in space, and that was Alan Shepard. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. She also calculated the launch window for his 1961 Mercury mission. Wow, how many missions did she help? I don't know the exact number, but it was a lot. She did so much with NASA. What's really cool is that in 1962, when NASA used electronic computers for the first time, they were using them to calculate John Glenn's orbit around Earth. And John Glenn said he wouldn't trust the calculations from the electronic computer until Katherine Johnson checked them. Only once she had verified the calculations was he actually comfortable with continuing the mission. I did not hear about that. That's really cool. When she later started working with electronic computers, her accuracy helped establish how people were confident in them. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah, it is. That's really cool. So something else that's interesting about her is that she also calculated the trajectory for the 1969 Apollo 11 flight to the moon. 
One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. <laughs> she had to figure out where the spaceship had to go so that the moon would be there when the spaceship arrived. During the moon landing, she was at a meeting in the Pocono Mountains. <laughs> she and a few others were all crowded around the small television screen, and they were watching the first steps on the moon. That reminds me of when New Horizons was at its closest approach to Pluto. It was the first flyby, and I was so excited. I got up early and had a little Pluto party, and my sister got up too, and we just toasted with our sparkling apple cider to Pluto and to awesome, and it was great. I can't imagine how it felt to know that your math put the first man on the moon. Neither can I. I don't think anyone but her knows. It must feel amazing. Definitely. Katherine Johnson also calculated the backup navigation in case something did go wrong with a flight. So in 1970, when Johnson worked on Apollo 13's mission to the moon, the mission was aborted, and Johnson's work on backup procedures and charts helped to safely return the crew to Earth four days later. Wow, she saved so many lives. Later in her career, she worked on the space shuttle program, the Earth Resources Satellite, and on plans for a mission to Mars. How is it possible for one woman to do so much? I know, it seems almost impossible for one woman to do just all of that. It's incredible. Katherine Johnson also explained what it was like to be a woman in mathematics at the time. She said, we needed to be assertive as women in those days, assertive and aggressive. I was working with Ted Spabinski, and he wanted to leave and go to Houston, but Pearson, our supervisor, who was not a fan of women, kept pushing him to finish the report we were working on. Finally, Ted told him, Catherine should finish the report. She's done most of the work anyway. So Ted left Pearson no choice. I finished the report, and my name went on it, and that was the first time that a woman in our division had her name on something. That report also turned out to be very influential. My goodness gracious, she is one heck of a woman. So, Katherine Johnson clearly did some amazing stuff, and part of the reason people know about her accomplishments and why we're talking about them right now is because of the job that NASA did recognizing her amazing talent. So, one of the awards NASA gave her was the Langley Research Center Special Achievement Award, which she got five times. Whoa, that's more awards than I will probably receive in my lifetime. Yep, and she's won so many other awards from NASA, too. And two of the other ones she got was the Apollo Group Achievement Award and the Lunar Spacecraft and Operations Award. Didn't she win something recently, too? She did, yeah. So in 2015, she definitely got the most significant award of her lifetime, and that was given to her by Barack Obama. Um, he picked her out of millions of U.S. citizens as a recipient of the 2015 National Medal of Freedom. It would be such a huge honor to get that kind of recognition in the women's equality community. Actually, she wasn't even recognized for that. The award she received regarded her influence in the African-American community. Wow, so once again, Katherine Johnson's actions are made even more impressive. It's crazy to think about all the lives she's changed. You're right, I completely agree. Did you know she actually wrote the world's first ever textbook about space? I had no idea. Speaking of books, I heard a book is coming out in 2017 about her life. Mm-hmm. It's going to be called Hidden Figures, and I just think that it goes to show that Catherine's life was actually so cool that people are going to go pay money and buy a book about it. And for non-book lovers out there, the answer is yes, there will be a movie too. Um, it's also going to be called Hidden Figures and also coming out in 2017.
Good for her. How about her post-NASA career life? So something about her that really stands out to me is that she's still super successful, super influential, and she's 97 years old. And she's still inspiring women, African Americans, just aspiring mathematicians around the world, and that's just crazy to me. NASA has even decided to dedicate an entire building in Katherine Johnson's honor, and it will be called the Katherine G. Johnson Computational Research Facility. Langley's deputy director, his name's Clayton Turner, he said about this, um, allow our engineers and scientists to perform advanced computational research and development, crunching data and numbers that will one day help NASA land humans on Mars, design quieter, faster, and more efficient future aircraft, and help us better understand our changing climate. So, clearly, that's a really important building, and they're naming it after a really important woman. Wow, that's so cool. And that's really similar to what Katherine Johnson did when she worked at NASA. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what she did. So, did you know that after NASA dedicated the building to her, they also gave her another award? What? Another award? How many awards can one person earn? I know, apparently a lot. Johnson received the Silver Snoopy Award, and that commemorated her role in sending Americans into space. And when she was presented with the award, two of the NASA administrators um, noted her favorite quote, and it was, You are no better than anyone else, and no one is better than you, which is so sweet. So I think Katherine Johnson's really inspiring to us because we're girls and it's hard to be to see to find inspiration to work so hard and end up being whether it's a mathematician, a professor, an engineer, whatever you want. And people like Katherine Johnson show that like there's a chance. There it's if you put your mind to it, you can do anything despite your gender. She managed to do all of this amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. while still dealing with all the discrimination discrimination yeah. on gender or race or anything. And that's just in this office full of men, she managed mm -hmm. to impress everyone so that they all just knew she was the best. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, so she wasn't only struggling with discrimination against her being a woman, but she was also African-American, which made it about everything about ten times harder, yeah. at least. So it just makes everything she did so, so much more impressive. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, I've learned so much about Katherine Johnson, and right now we're recording this at the Girls Talk Math Camp at UNC, and I'm just so, so lucky to have this opportunity and learn about all these women who have impacted us in so many different ways, and if it weren't for this camp, then we wouldn't have been able to learn about all the things Katherine Johnson has done for us. Same. I completely agree with that. I'm just... I'm really thankful and fortunate that I've had this opportunity to come to this camp and learn about Katherine Johnson. She really has shown us that women are capable of doing anything that men can do. So true. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you to Girls Talk Math and thank you to Katherine Johnson for showing us that being a girl does not impact how well we can do. Well, that wraps up our podcast for today. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed learning about Katherine Johnson. Cut. Girls are smart. Every equation you do is a form of art. It's time to get together. Fly a rocket, build a house, and control the weather with math. 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 Yes. Who here likes math is not a man, you could be a female mathematician!